Welcome to the second episode of the Expat Life in Odense podcast series. The topic today is how to start up a business in Denmark. My guests in this episode are Christiana Cardoso from Silo Market, Henrietta Johnson from the Good Expat Life, and Lena Høgsbølarsen from Odense Verkstedet Service at Stjernskipe. Lena Høgsbølarsen is a consultant for entrepreneurs, and she will talk about how Stjernskipe and Odense Verkstedet Service supports entrepreneurs and the very early startups here in Odense. Christiana Cardoso is an entrepreneur, and she will share her experiences with starting up a new packaging-free shop, Sealer Market, as an expat here in Odense. And Henrietta Johnson is a psychotherapist, and she will talk about how Stjernesheep supported her while she wanted to expand her clinic, The Good Expat Life, with personal empowerment groups for expat spouses. My name is Jasti Øverland, and part one of this podcast takes us to Odense Harbor, where I meet with Lena Høgsbølarsen at Stjernesheep. Stjerneskibet is a house for entrepreneurs. We have uh, more than 30 companies living here, big ones and small ones. And it's a place to have their offices. Odense Iverksetter Service is a part of it. We are here. It's a community, municipality service for entrepreneurs. We are four persons who help entrepreneurs. And we have all sorts of workshops and seminars, uh, conferences. We have one-to-one talks about the ideas people come with. And we help people making their business plans. All sorts of, of help, really, when you start up. And the whole house is focusing right now at the very early startups. What is a good uh, business idea? Well, it depends on you, really. It's it's a great idea if it keeps you burning, if it keeps you running both in ups and downs. But also, of course, it must be profitable. You must live on it uh, unless you have a, a another source of living. Maybe it's not enough money to have a big business, but maybe just for having a, a healthy business. If you have investors, the profitability can be like waiting for three years or more. But uh, the idea of being a good business is uh, connected to profitability, usually. But of course, it uh, could be more than just a financial success. It could also be uh, you could save the planet or you can make a lot of people happy. We have a lot of the social economic uh, entrepreneurs, too. And uh, to make a difference for other people could be the goal, too. So it all depends on you what makes you run What is particularly important to keep in mind when starting up a business in Denmark? Well, it's very easy, actually, to start a business in Denmark. To get a CVR number, a register at the company in Denmark, is very easy. You can do it in a very few minutes, actually. Uh, but uh, then you have to remember that then it really starts. Then you are obliged to to uh, make your accountants and uh, put in the results for the tax Uh, even though you haven't done nothing in your business, you still must uh, give the information to the state. Uh, if you're not doing that, you can get some serious, um, what do you call it, uh, money to pay? Fines. <laughs> fines, fines, yes. So how to start a business in Denmark? It's really to find out what kind of business do I want? Uh, is it a personal or is it an APS, an IBS or whatever? It depends on the, the nature of the business. Uh, we have a lot of uh, 
rules about employees. So if you have employees, then you have to uh, consider how to live up to all the rules about that. Um, but apart from that, well, there's a lot of opportunities. Do you have any checklist for people that they can look at when they're starting up things? Yes, are... we do. Um, unfortunately, uh, the state have made a very good um, website, but it's still in Danish. We still wish for the English part of it. But we have quite a few uh, websites where you can uh, go through the checklists for what to remember and what not mm. to forget. So uh, we can help you about that too. Uh, it can be a bit scary to start a business Definitely. if you don't know the rules. And, uh, yes, yeah. that's it. And there is a lot of things to to uh, make sure. But but we have uh, in Danish we have this long uh, seminars where you can come like th- six evenings and learn about what to to work with and how to do it. And you develop your own business plan during the the seminars. But um, you need to speak English really. And um, that's why we have these three hours fast go through uh, once in a while. But actually, it is a, if you want to do business in Denmark, it is a very good thing to speak Danish because a lot of the, the state uh, and all the rules is written in Danish. Uh, it's very funny that uh, the tax is actually when they get money uh, or wants you to uh, to pay it's in uh, in in english but uh, all the rest is actually in danish but uh, they they have quite a lot of help also on the youtube about uh, starting up business in denmark are there some personality skills that people should have in order to start up a business i do think so because you really have to uh, get up and burn for your idea because it is tough to get started Um, you must be curious to find out what's the best, uh, ready to change the direction. You must be good at time management because if you sit and work on one little detail for many days, you're lost maybe. Um, so time management and carefully planning is a big part of it too. Then you must have some kind of strategic thinking and you Actually, you must be everybody, because if you start up as a one-person company, you must be everybody for the business. And it can be quite difficult. Efficiency is also a good thing. And to keep calm, you shouldn't go into burnouts and too much stress. Uh, So you also have to to, uh, be able to relax in the process. Communication is always a good thing because you have to communicate with a lot of people when uh, starting our business. And uh, selling is also very much about communication. Uh, you must be able to control your finances. And if, if you're not good at one of these things I, I talk about, uh, you must find somebody who can help you. For instance, somebody to run your financials if you don't know how to do it. And you're not to forget branding and uh, being able to brand your own business and to sell your things. Very important. So in the beginning, it's all of it you must be able to do and realize what you cannot do. So you find that help from somebody else. Are you helping people with these things uh, some part of the way? We can help about pointing out what you are going to do. 
And uh, then we have uh, all kinds of uh, companies who say, okay, if it's uh, entrepreneurs, we would like to help you for one or two hours for free. Uh, we have these the first Wednesday each month. These companies are here in the morning in a, on a Wednesday, and they help out. It's lawyers and uh, accountants and um, insurance people, etc. And they do it specific down in your business. As uh, employees in the municipality, we're not allowed to go into details. Okay. It's only advising. Do you have to sign up in order to come on the Wednesdays? No, you can just turn up. Nine o'clock on wedding, first Wednesday each month. That's great. <laughs> it is. And we have uh, a list on our website where you uh, can find all these names who are, are giving uh, help for free one or two hours each. This interview was recorded before the corona crisis broke out. So currently, the Wednesday breakfast at Sternesheber Council until further notice. However, the consultants from Sternesheber are still working online and they can be reached by email, phone and online meetings. A link to the private experts who offer one or two hours of free advice to entrepreneurs is included in the show notes. To be eligible to this free advice, you need a referral from one of Sternesheber's consultants. Do you also help uh, experts who would like to start their business in Odense? We help everybody who wants to start business in Odense. So that's no difference if you are expat or not. Uh, we are two of the consultants who uh, take the English consultants uh, sessions, the one-to-one sessions. And um, we have, um, uh, I think, two or three three-hour sessions uh, per Oh, I think I think in the spring we have two, and then probably two or three in the autumn, where my colleague is presenting how to start a business in three hours. So then he will go down to details in what different companies setups can you choose, and uh, what do you need to think about, and all that. How many uh, students are usually on these courses? Oh, it depends, but between twenty uh, and thirty, I think. How often do they really get businesses out of, after the courses? Well, it's difficult to know, really. Um, if you see how many we have each year from uh, popping up as businesses from our assistants, it's difficult because we have approximately four or five hundred one-to-one meetings a year. We have like ten workshops and uh, four entrepreneurial uh, s- seminars during longer periods. We have the festival uh, where we have more than thousand guests. So, which ones are actually starting up could, is quite difficult to know. But the ones who have had one-to-one meetings with us are, have been. Um, we're doing a follow-up, approximately six months later. And we can see it's more like a third who actually start business. And that's a good thing because it is not everybody who should start. Uh, so uh, sometimes the best solution is not to do it. But that's the, what we are helping people to find out. So when shouldn't you start a business? If you cannot live on it or if it's, um, if it's not th- something you really interested in but you have heard it could be great to do this and that but you do not have the spark in the eyes <laughs> no sparkling in the eyes then you shouldn't do it 
maybe it's better for you to uh, get a job somewhere. So some passion you need. Definitely passion. Yeah. You need it. You need it. And um, also uh, what's very important in, in starting up a business is using your network. And uh, having to build that up, it could be here in uh, Stjerneskibet. It could be in some of the other houses who have entrepreneurial um, activities. So you meet people who are working with the same ideas as you. Uh, that's how you can well develop yourself and your ideas. So network. Do you have any courses on how to be a better networker or something? Not right now, but we have had workshops like that, yes. Um, at the festival last time we had a, a morning session uh, where we had uh, all sorts of talk and experiences about how to start up networking. Because when you are new to a country, it could be very hard, I think. To definitely, definitely. But then just to, to try one morning. Yeah. Work on uh, Wednesday mornings. We have these breakfasts here, and you can just come and have breakfast and then go again. <laughs> <laughs> Great. At what time in the process should people contact you? Do you think we ask for a small mini plan? So when you can fill out the plan with your ideas, have had your own thoughts, own ideas, have done some uh, background checkup, then you're welcome. Yeah. As the company is up and running, is it still possible to get your help? Yes, it is. Um, if it's a very big one and having um, like 20% uh, growth every year, we have uh, Erhvervshusfyn who will help you. But until then, it's us. Uh, so just come along. We have these one-to-one -one meetings. You're very welcome to uh, book our consultant, Henrik or myself, and uh, we go through where to find the information. Juliana, thank you so much for your time and uh, for no participating problem. in the podcast. No problem, you're welcome. You have been listening to an interview with Lena Högsbro Larsen from Odense Iverksetterservice at Stjerneskipet. You can find more information about Odense Iverksetterservice and Stjerneskipet on odense.dk. To find the website from the English side of odense.dk, you first find the link to Business in Odense. From there, you click on Entrepreneur in Odense. And finally, you click on Entrepreneur's Guide, which will take you to the Danish site where you can find the names and contact information of Standard Sheepit's consultants. A direct link to this webpage is included in the show notes. That was the sound of pasta falling into a glass jar. We're now uh, heading into part two of this podcast, which takes place in the center of Odense, and we are meeting with Christiana Cardoso, the owner of Silo Market. If uh, a person brings their own jar, um, they put it in the scale and gets a, a sticker where it says how much the container weighs, and in that way, so the person can fill it up. With things, and then pay at the desk, and I will remove the weight from the jar so people just pay what is inside. Uh, Silo Market is um, a packaging-free shop uh, where I sell groceries, food, and non-food products in uh, bulk. So people just pay according to the weight. So they bring their own jars or their own containers, and they just uh, fill it with the things that they want to buy. 
So in that case, in this case, so people don't need to use plastic. So that's a very good way to um, avoid plastics. The principle in Silomark is to buy local as possible. So when possible, I buy from Denmark, then Europe, and then the rest of the world. How did you get this idea? I always was passionate about environment and sustainability. So, yeah, I always had focus on waste. Um, but the idea came, didn't came like, okay, I woke up and that's it. I'm going to open a, a, a packaging free shop. It was more like a mix of things uh, because I'm a, it was very difficult for me to find a job uh, because of my lack of uh, Danish skills language skills and um yeah so i was investigating and then it could then it sounded interesting something that i you know i would enjoy developing and then i started to find like uh, what's necessary like the equipment that i need the rules uh, investment uh, and then you know i understood that okay i can do this And then I start developing it for a few months, yeah. I came to Denmark in 2013 to study a master degree um, environmental and resource management uh, in SBM, uh, SDU. Um, and then I stayed here. I liked it, so yeah, now I, I'm here to stay. And where are you from originally? I am from Portugal. Do you miss Portugal from I miss a lot Portugal, of course, mainly the sun, the warm weather, the talking loud, my family, of course, um, the, yeah, all the, these things that uh, there is in Denmark, yeah. How, how is it in Denmark, do you think, when you compare? Okay, it's very different right away because I don't have my family and my friends. Second, the culture is different, so it's like... I feel like I don't have my full personality in here. I had to adapt. Okay. Um, it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just like developing um, or involving or, I don't know, mixing. Um, but uh, it's great. You know, there's uh, plenty of opportunities. People are nice. Um, there's always good things and bad things. But overall, I like it in Denmark. How did you develop your network? It's very difficult to get a, a network um, in Denmark to get into one. Um, but luckily, Unskumun um, offer the host program. is um, It's a program where like um, expats like me, after uh, studying, uh, they could uh, be presented to a company, like have a host in a company. Um, and they could like take advice and yeah, know people, be presented to other people. So in this case, I, since I specialized in waste, waste management, so um, the Unskmun find me a host in Unskhnovation. And then I, I talked to him, I got ideas from him. And then I managed to know other people. I was presented to other people in the company. 
uh, that gave me also other ideas. Other So in that way, I started to do other activities because of what they advised me, you know. And then they had a... Um, a little low-skilled job in the company. I was unemployed, so I said, yes. It's super interesting. That's like putting markers in the trash bins. I mean, I'm not. A, it's not like the best job, but I said, sure, I want. And I was excited, seriously. Just to be like in the place that I one day I would like to work, that would be amazing. Um, and I did my job very excited and the best way I could. Then I managed to know more people in the company. Yeah. And there was a campaign that they were about to do. And they asked me if I could do part-time to help them because they needed help. And then it happened to actually to be full-time. And it was supposed to be five months, but then it happened to be... Then increased three months. More three months. In total, eight. And I think I didn't get any other job in there because I didn't speak perfect Danish and required like for external communication. But if I was good, I probably I would be working in Unskrimishon now. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's the story. In terms of grains, I have um, here quinoa, popcorn, couscous, bulgur, yeah, bovil, it's like buckwheat, sorry. Um, yeah. That's what I have. Um, barley. I think it's barley in, in English. And who is like who? Pearls. I have no idea how to say it in English. I think it's who. Who? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know either. Pelerou. Oh, Pelerou. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of grains, then there's seeds, nuts, pasta, pulses. It's like with pulses is beans, the name of for beans, kick, chickpeas and peas, that group of, of food. And then I have flour, sugar, salt, a lot of dried fruits and snacks and like breakfast products like coffee, muesli, oats. Yeah. And soon I will have um, cookies. A crowdfunding is a platform is yeah a platform where people donate yeah kind of donate uh, money to an idea business idea or a cause or whatever and in exchange they get something a reward uh, in this case people that donated for example 200 krona to um, to Sidomaga, so they would get a membership card that would get 10% discount for one year in the shop uh, and many other things. So if a person, for example, uh, did, um, donated 500, so they would get um, a zero-waste starter pack plus the membership card and so on. Yeah. How did you hear about crowdfunding? I don't know, on the internet. <laughs> and then, okay, that's a, that's a possibility. And then I investigated and I could see that it's possible. There was a platform in Denmark called Boomerang. And I just needed to, I read on Google how to start crowdfunding, how to make it successful. So that's what I tried to do. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have any help about that? Ah, no, I, I had help um, um, from volunteers. So there were some people helping me with social media, organizing events, um, 
what else? Like newsletters. Yeah. In that case, I had help. Yeah. How did you find these people who helped you? I spam on Facebook who wanted to, to help the, the crowdfunding of a silo market, the new packaging free shop. I had a lot of people answering, around 50 people said that they would volunteer. Uh, of course, a lot of them, yeah, didn't actually help so much because they were excited or the day that we meet was not uh, suitable for them, so it's fine. Uh, but overall, yeah, it was very successful. That that help, it it was very good, actually, yeah. You need to be quite confident to go on Facebook and ask for this help and pull it off, I think. That is correct, but... Um, How do you find that? I mean, if I don't try, I will never know. And uh, that's my motto. Like, uh, like we shouldn't um, stop ourselves just because we are afraid that of judgment or rejection or no answer. I mean, whatever. If uh, two people said that they would help, they would help. But I knew that it would be quite... Um, like, it would. I would have a good feedback on that because... Um, People were already excited about having a packaging-free shop. I knew it because I'm in the circle of, you know, sustainability, zero waste. So I knew that people wanted. So I knew that, okay, a few people, I know that I, I, it would help. Yeah. My advice for all of those that would like to start a business here in Denmark would be to... Um, look into the rules, um, like to understand uh, if there's limitations because some some businesses might not be um, possible to develop in here, I don't know. Um, and then um, contact the, the Evaxera service, which is like um, a group, a department a department of the Uns Kommun, if, I mean, if it's in Uns in this case. Um, can contact the Evaxer Unser and they give all advice how to start, what is necessary about SCAT, about, uh, yeah, rules in general. They were very helpful. Mm. Yeah, and then understand how to get the money. At what time in the process did you talk with Stanley Shipper? Maybe seven, eight months before I officially opened the company. And when I went there, I already knew what I wanted, like, I was already like confident that I'm going to open a packaging free shop. They were very helpful. Not just like oh they gave they told me so many things. Uh, sometimes it's not all about like do this do that. No, it's just having someone that can listen your frustrations like I don't know how to do this even if they don't have the the, the answer. They will help somehow, like, I'm listening. It's like, you can do this, maybe, um, yeah. But they don't have, like, the, the answers or everything. But uh, having someone to, you know, there, it's very, very helpful. Based on your experience, could you please share some do's and don'ts when starting up a business in Odense? Okay. It's all about planning, planning, planning. Never postpone the things that needs to be done. Yeah, plan plan ahead very much. Um, contact a lot if you have a question about, I don't know, in this case, I deal 
with rules from Fulvastuelsen, the food ministry or whatever it's called, and yeah, and ask. So, so yeah, we don't have to deal with like at the end of the like the deadline or something. Um, yeah, and negotiate like research a lot. For example. Um, if you need to get a loan in the bank or like to get the interest um, about the contract, for example, the room, the contract of the room, we need to search a lot so we could negotiate uh, all the rates and interest and all those percentage that uh, I didn't know anything about. So, yeah, that is very important. But like a, a friend of mine told me, like, when we start a business... It's like having a baby. It's like we cannot let it go, a baby. It's like when we have a kid, we cannot just let it go, the kid. We can do the business, but if you want them it to succeed, I think we have to, you know, keep with a baby because I treat it like a bit like raise it and put effort and, you know, in order to, to see some results. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like so difficult and you just want to give up. It's like, ah, whatever. But then remember, it's your kid. It's like a kid. You cannot just, you know, abandon. And that's my kind of, the way I see it at the moment. Yeah. There are good days and bad days. It's like up and down, up and down, up and down. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for taking part in the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. You have listened to an interview with Christiana Cardoso, the owner of Silla Market. You can visit Silla Market in Nørregade 30 in the center of Odense. You can also find Silla Market on Facebook, Instagram and on sillamarket.dk. Building my own experiences as an expat, I, I want to support the international community in Odense and surrounding areas. In the first episode of the Expat Life in Odense podcast series, I interviewed Henriette Johnson about her clinic, The Good Expat Life. Henriette is a psychotherapist and she specializes in expat life issues. If you would like to hear the full interview with Henriette about her practice, The Good Expat Life, you can listen to the first episode of this podcast series. We're now entering the third and the last part of today's podcast. Today, Henriette shares how Stjerne Schieber helped her expand her practice while she started up her personal empowerment groups for expat spouses. I contacted Stjerne Schieber somewhat into the process because I remember having had established my business and, and having applied and received my CVR number and I was also seeing clients at the time but... I wanted to expand. I wanted to not only work with individuals and couples, I also wanted to do some group work. But I didn't quite know the concept of it. So I contacted Stjerneski, and the consultant I saw there helped me formulate an idea as to how to support expat spouses. And she suggested that I did a support group and we talked about this back and forth and I remember leaving thinking it's a good idea but something is missing and I didn't quite know what it was but then a couple of weeks later I realized well what is missing is me being able to apply my, my psychotherapeutic skills to it 
So I then got the idea of, of uh, setting up personal empowerment groups for expat spouses. But it was definitely on the onset of, of the talk with the consultant at Stjerneskibet. I also had some help around marketing and some help around creating a logo uh, and some help around renaming my business because initially I had called it English Counseling and Psychotherapy in Odense, which is very long and very heavy, but you know, not not having had a marketing background myself, it was completely new territory for me. So uh, she, she, she being the, the consultant I saw, was very good at, at, at gently saying, perhaps it's a good idea to have a name which is not so long and so heavy. Uh, so so not only did I have help to, to formulate some ideas, I also had some very basic advice on, you know, marketing and logos and name and, and stuff like that. Were you happy for this help? Oh, very happy. <laughs> very happy indeed. Uh, I, I think what... What is important for me to say is that I really felt she saw me and she saw my ideas and she saw who I was as a person and as a psychotherapist. And she was very open to to play around with my ideas. Um, And I just happened to like that, you know. Um, I also know that that if you need help with, you know, GDPR or bookkeeping or taxes, you you can contact them. And I also know that that they have have contact in um, in law firms and accountancy firms with people who are willing to do some pro bono work for you. Uh, so, so all in all, I had a really good experience, uh, and it. It's definitely helped me tighten up the frame of my business, definitely. Do you have some advice to newcomers in Denmark who are considering starting up their own business? Um, well, first and foremost, and this goes for everyone, not just expats coming into Denmark, but follow your dreams, Um it would be a great shame. I mean, this has always been my fear to be 82, sat in a rocking chair in a home for elderly people and being able to count all the things I dreamt of doing but didn't have the courage to do. So follow your dream. Your your dream is what has brought you to Denmark in the first place in one way or the other. So just take it that step further. I would also suggest that that people contact Stjerneski because... I had the advantage of being Danish. I had the advantage of having worked as an accountant in my younger days. So I knew the system. But if you don't know how the system works, you're going to drown. So contact Stjerneski, but get in touch with SCAT. SCAT does courses on bookkeeping and taxes. Um, It's really important to to learn rules about VAT, bookkeeping, taxes, and and as I said before, GDPR. What has been difficult for me personally has been asking for help. But I've yet to experience being turned down when asking for help. Um, So go out there, see what you can do on your own, what you can't do on your own. 
ask for help. Uh, and I, I would, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend Stiana's Keeper. It's a great service and it's not going to cost you anything. It's on your taxes, so people may as well take advantage of it. You have been listening to an interview with psychotherapist Henrietta Johnson from The Good Expert Life. In this podcast, you have met Lena Högsbro-Larsen from Sternskipe, Christiana Cardoso from Sila Market, and Henrietta Johnson from The Good Expert Life. All of them have shared stories regarding how to start up businesses in Odense. Links to web pages mentioned during this podcast are shared in show notes. In the next podcast, you will meet Maria Holmegård-Sörensen. Maria is a medical doctor, she's a general practitioner, and she owns her own medical clinic, and she will talk about how the Danish healthcare system works in practice. This episode will be posted in the beginning of June. My name is Jasti Ørvland. I'm the host and the producer of the Expat Life in Odense podcast series. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.